My name is... It doesn't matter what your name is! (laughs) Shut your candy ass up! I'm the one and only, and I'm the great one. My name is Matt Brown! Look, you take yourself out of the game. You start talking to him about puppy dogs and ice cream. Of course it's going to end up on the friendship tip. just don't think she liked me in that way. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. That's right. I am. You all are, too. Let's start the show! I'm down, too, Michael, right? Yeah, what'd you lose? I don't know what I dropped. Let's see, I dropped probably 35. Or don't give me that shit. You know exactly what you lost. What'd you drop? 20, all right? But I was down at least 50. I'm sorry. I got lucky on the crab stick. You won, right? You shouldn't be sorry. You're a winner. I'm the fucking loser. I'm the one who should be sorry. Baby, don't talk that way. Can we just go, please? Can we go? Baby, look at me. Look at me. Your money, and you know what else? You're a big winner tonight. I want to leave. You're a big winner. I'm going to ask you a simple question. I want you to listen to me. Who's the big winner here tonight at the casino? Huh? Mikey, that's oh, who. Mikey's the big winner. Mikey wins. Fucking All right, fine. I'm an asshole, but you know what? You're the big winner tonight, Mikey. You're the big winner in more ways than one. One more time 
here to join us. Welcome to the Productive Conversations Podcast. My name is Matt Brown and I'm the host of this endeavor and we start the show in a very unique way today because earlier this week we found out that the legendary duo of Daft Punk will be no more as of now. So in today's special intro we play one of my favorite tracks from this legendary group that affected my generation one more time. But yeah, Daft Punk had a lot of soundtracks for a lot of people my age and it was tough to hear that they are going in separate ways. So they announced on Monday that they are no more, that they are no longer together. If you've seen, they released an eight-minute video on YouTube entitled Epilogue, which features a scene from the 2006 film Electro Electroma, and then the pair bid each other a fair do a farewell in the desert, just as one of them walks away and the other explodes. So, end of an era for music. I know uh, a lot of people. I was, it was crazy for me to see. Well, it wasn't crazy, but. Um, it was. I was pleasantly surprised to see so many tributes to the band over the past few days, and a lot of people, especially who are very into music, really um, hit hard for it. Especially Jake Campbell, who's been on the show. I probably won't be seeing him for the rest of the week because he's so sad that his favorite band broke up. But we love you, Jake. Everything's gonna be okay. The music lives on. Some of my favorite tracks from Daft Punk in particular include "Doing It Right." Um, you can't forget "Get Lucky." One more time, of course. Harder, better, faster, stronger. A lot of great songs from a great band, and they will surely be missed. But thank you for the great songs. Thank you for the memories. And thank you for your legacy and inspiring people of all ages to love your music and do great with what they can do because of your music. So we'll miss you, Daft Punk. And that's a little tribute for this morning. And the beginning of the show. So, yes, guys, it's Thursday, February 25th, 2021. And just some reminders before we get into our amazing guest. First, this is episode 50, everybody. 
50 episodes. We made it. 50. We started the show in uh, October, and 50 episodes later, we're rolling, striving, still have a lot of work to do, but this is a nice little milestone for the show, and I'd like to thank you, the greatest audience in the world, for making it possible to hit 50 episodes. And now we're on to many, many more, but this was a nice little achievement today for the show and thank you for all my amazing guests for coming on to make it possible thank you for my amazing audience and listening and listeners for tuning in to give this show life and to give this show an amazing purpose and that's to entertain inform and inspire you the greatest listeners in the world so episode 50 is here today also, for other exclusive content the Productive Conversations podcast, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and check out all our exclusive content regarding this amazing podcast. From all our podcasts are there, all our videos. You can check out my personal blogs, my resume for you hiring managers out there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. nudge. And yeah, the world of the Productive Conversations podcast is all on our website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. In that website, you'll also see our merchandise store, whether in the episode description below on our podcasting platforms and YouTube, or you could go to our website, ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merch. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle, you could buy all exclusive merchandise regarding the Productive Conversations podcast, from comfortable sweaters, amazing hoodies, incredible t-shirts, handy office supplies, stickers for your laptop, stickers for your car, tote bags for the grocery store and anything else you can think of that the great productive conversations podcast logo was printed on you could get it at our store thanks to our friends at zazzle just go to productiveconversations.com slash merch and check out the links that will directly send you to zazzle and you can check out all the amazing merchandise that is for sale and for the rest of february type in promo code February shop at checkout and get 15% off all the items on our exclusive Productive Conversations podcast website, thanks, uh, merchandise site, thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Again, check the episode description below for links to our pr- merchandise store or go to ProductiveConversations.com slash merchandise and you can purchase all our amazing items from our friends at Zazzle. And also don't forget to check us on social media, check us on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Check us out on TikTok at Productive Conversations. Check us out on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. And also check out my personal Instagram at MattBrown300. Check out my personal Twitter at MattBrown31. Again, check us out on all over on social media at Productive Conversations Podcast on Instagram, at Productive Conversations on TikTok, at ProdConvoPod on Twitter. And again, check me out on Twitter at Matt Brown 31 and on Instagram at Matt Brown 300. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and give us a review on all podcasted platforms and YouTube for the Productive Conversations podcast. All criticism is welcome. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And please leave us a review. We appreciate you. But yeah, everybody, it's a good day because we have the incredible Chris Bailey on the Productive Conversations podcast. Chris Bailey's just advantageous smile and energy is something that everybody can grasp and enjoy. We talk about his early acting career, his early comedy career, especially in improv. We get into the world of video games. We try a new segment out with him, which is called I Have the Prowse Questionnaire. 
And Chris is the first person to ever do the Conversation World questionnaire on the Productive Conversations podcast. So we hit a lot of very funny and unique questions that not a lot of people think of. And you simply need to tune in to check out the amazing answers to Chris. Like what he thinks the most sexiest name is or um, other funny stuff like that. So Chris Bailey doing the Conversation World Questionnaire and the Proust Questionnaire. And as I said, we talk about a lot of things from acting to video games, entertainment, and all good things in this world. But it's simple as that. Chris Bailey is was such an enjoyable guest, and I am more than confident that you all will enjoy his presence on this podcast. So without further ado, Chris Bailey, it's your turn. Let us get to it. Doing it right, everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling all right. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling all right. Everybody will be dancing tonight, doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody. I have a future star. Well, I would say current star already. It's to the world he's in. He's a funny man, improviser, actor, uh, video game enthusiast, all the great things in one. And seriously, we are so lucky to have one of the most energetic people I know. Chris Bailey, welcome to the Productive Conversations podcast, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be talking to the Matt Brown uh, fan base. Uh, oh. uh, it's this is very exciting. Uh, we and we haven't talked in a while, so this is just gonna be a great way to catch up and like you know just shoot the shit and whatnot. That's exactly it. And we're gonna show yeah. these great listeners of Productive <laughs> Conversations podcast how dope of a person you are. And why don't we start off the bat, Chris? You. As I said, you're a very talented actor. You, you. are a New York, you're a New York based one, correct? Right now, uh, yeah, you know, pretty much with the pandemic based. going on, but yeah, you're definitely in the area. Um, but either or, I just want to know, Chris, what have you been up to since you graduated college? Why don't we start off with that? Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. Uh, I'll just, yeah, I'll start like basically right from when I basically left. Um, so like immediately I came back home. I wanted to like gather my bearings basically. So I came home and I immediately, you know, I did what many actors do, which is, you know, get like a restaurant job or something mm-hmm. to do on the side to, you know, pay a couple bills here and there. Of course. Um, and, um, but, uh, so I, you know, I just got a restaurant job, but then my first acting, um, gig came, um, in August, I got to do, got to be in actually one of my favorite musicals that, um, I've ever seen and ever listened to called next to normal. Oh yeah. I'm very familiar with that. A great cool. event star with that. Um, yes, yes, yes. Of course. Uh, my, my, there's a couple of songs that slap. Do you mind if I just, I, I have in uh, my show tunes list. I, that's actually a show I bumped on the reg. Oh yeah. There's um, some absolute bangers. From that show. And if you don't mind me, just pull it up really quick. I really like just another day's awesome. I'm the yes. one. Um, I really like I really like um, Superboy and the Visible Girl. Yes, to name a few. It's awesome, awesome stuff. And, and but- it, was, it was, yeah, it was cool because I got to play the uh, I played the part that Aaron Tveit played on oh, right. Broadway. 
It was no cool. way. How'd that go? What was it like? Uh, it was it honestly was like probably at least vocally the hardest, uh, role that I've ever played just cause like, um, some of the, like just some of the notes and the range that that character has, Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it was definitely a challenge at first. And I was like, and the, and the cast was so talented and they all kind of knew each other at first. And I was kind of the newbie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh man, I want to leave a good impression. Like, I hope they don't think I suck. <laughs> um, and, but it, 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 my director was great. The, my director also played my dad in the show. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he, he was just, he, he, he helped me really ease into it. I feel like the whole cast really did. Um, and by the end, I felt so like super confident just about my performance and about my vocal performance specifically, because that was something I was a little nervous about at first. No way. No way. So, Chris, as an actor, why don't you tell me, how do you conquer stage fright? I know it's it's not easy to go up in front of, especially when you're doing live theater or yeah. go up in any audience. It, you know, it takes a certain type of person. But why don't you tell me and my listeners, what do you do to overcome stage fright? Um, I mean, definitely getting in, I would say, a night warming up in, in the case of a musical and in, in the case of a play or even, you know, I, I would even say this for film work. Yep. Um, just like, I mean, there's like warm ups that you can do that. Like I've learned from school, like at vocal warm ups, like when it comes to singing, that kind of helps me get in the zone. Also vocal warm ups that have to do with just, you know, the speaking voice, not not having anything to do with singing. Um, so that helps me like get in the zone and feel prepared. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, I don't know, I, I just like taking some time by myself, being alone and just like kind of like, like, you know, getting grounded, um, really like taking some time to just like be confident in the fact that I know my lines. Um, I, I have the ability to, if, you know, if, if there's a line flub or if there's like, you know, if there's a, you know, a bit of a inconvenience, I could maybe recover that. I think mm-hmm. that the improvisation that I did at heart actually helped yeah. me with that. Um, And just like, uh, you know, just, you know, taking, you know, deep breaths and uh, as I said, being confident and just going out there and like being spontaneous and just like, you know, leaving it all out there and trying your best to leave it all out there for sure. Of course. And if you got cast in the role, you're obviously the director and the creative team believe in you, picked it for a reason. So I'm sure I'm sure that's uh, the great things and skills that that you've earned. And another thing I want to know, Chris. How does one learn how to memorize lines? Like if you have to memorize long monologues and scripts and stuff like that, what is your approach to memorizing lines? Because not everyone can do it. And I've seen you before. And I think you're <laughs> talented and stuff from all the Hartford performances. But why don't you uh, walk me through that? Like how does you personally learn how to memorize lines? Sure. Um, I've always, I don't know. I've always kind of really enjoyed the memorization part of, and I, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And what, so basically what I do is, um, I mean, I'll read through the script first, probably at least like once or twice just to get it, you know, sort of in my body. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll take it, 
you know, typically scene by scene. And I will uh, try to memorize the, uh, you know, I'll go through it and I will kind of go down the whole thing and I'll, um, you know, sort of, it's a repetitive thing. So like, um, I know some people, uh, will like record themselves, um, saying the other lines. I don't typically do that. I, I, I think I did it in the past, but I found it, it wasn't as helpful to me as I thought it would be. I think it's just a lot of repetition. Um, I had this, I remember it, one of, it was fun in one of my, um, like sophomore projects that we had to do. I had like, uh, probably the longest piece of text that I ever had to do. Uh, in one time, in one time frame, it was like 50, it was like a 15 minute monologue where like I was nonstop talking. And with that, or, or with something like that, I'll just take like a chunk of the piece. I'll spend a lot of time with it and I'll, you know, sort of relate subtext with it, like the underlying theme of the piece. And so I, I know what I'm saying and I know, you know, what I mean, what I'm saying, um, you know, that specific passage. And then from there, like I'll do that in one day. And then the next day I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. I'll feel, I'll get that, you know, marinating sort of and whatnot. And then I'll move on to the next piece. And it's kind of just like basically connecting all mm-hmm. of the pieces and in a monologue that big. And, you know, if I'm memorizing lines, it, it helps to typically take it a scene. It's sort of the same deal. Right. Take a scene, memorize it, sort of, you know, get all the subtext and all the actor intentions in that scene and then start with that scene, move to the next one. So, and then you really start to feel like the arc of yeah. the character starting to go. Um, and I think that also helps with the memorization too, because you know, like the journey, you know, like where you're, you know what you just did and you know where you're, where you're heading to next. Right. You're understanding your character and you, and you're, um, I think genuinely transforming into that character too, with all of that repetition and, and it's, you know, it's more than just reading lines It's putting emotion to what that character would do and making choices. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love this uh, (laughs) inside the actor studio vibes we're getting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Can I say, uh, Chris, was there ever a time where you, like either a performance, maybe things, I don't know if you don't, if we don't mind going back in the past, if, uh, oh, sure. maybe either, uh, maybe you skipped on a line or maybe a little brain fart or something. And we're, I'm, when were you able to recover from it? Uh, cause I'm sure I've seen it's happened to everybody, all the greats. Did it ever yeah. happen to you a time where you were in an uncomfortable situation on stage, something wasn't clicking or working and you overcame from it? Sure. Um, I could think of um, one instance immediately where um, it was like one of my it was like my first big role in a in in a middle school show. I was I was playing Charlie Bucket. I was playing Charlie Bucket in uh, Willy Wonka Jr. (laughs) the musical. Oh, Uh, you got it. It's a big role. Transcending. Yeah. 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 And it it, it was funny because I I wasn't I'm like I I got a callback for it at school and like but I had gotten a callback for like the like the 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 TV kid, the one who's like kind of like obsessed with like technology. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so I, I was originally kind of more leaning towards like, you know, 
going. I, I thought maybe I had a better shot at getting that, but then I got cast as Charlie Bucket. So I was like, I was excited, but I was like, I was like, damn, this is like, this is big. Like, you know, as big as it can be for like a sixth grader, basically. Um, and, but within that role, I remember one night during, I think it was, I think it was actually opening night. And it was like a scene before, he, before Charlie gets to the factory and he's, he's with all, he's with like grandpa Joe and his mom and his dad mm-hmm. and like the grandparents are in grandpa the bed. <laughs> and I, yeah, grandpa Joe. <laughs> And, um, and I remember, um, it was like a scene where I think I had just like come home from like, you know, a, you know, some sort of walk or like, I had just gotten like a candy bar or something. And I yeah. came to tell the family, came, from the came to tell the fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had come to tell the family about, you know, my, my travels and whatnot. And I, I just remember, I don't remember exactly what the line was, but I, I couldn't I couldn't remember my next line, so I just kept saying the line <laughs> before it. <laughs> uh, and like it, it just like I, I, it was like, oh, I smelled all the good, yeah, you know, I smelled all the good candies on the way from school, and then I was like, I smelled all the good candies on the way from school, and then I, I it, it wasn't like an absurd amount that I kept repeating the thing over, but I think. I honestly think from what I remember, I like looked at like the way the girl who was playing my mom or like the guy who was playing my dad mm-hmm. and like they, and I was, and they were older cause we had combined shows. Like uh, there was like middle school kids in the show, but there was also like some high school kids who like we grew to like really look up to and yeah. idolize. Um, and it was nice cause I'm pretty sure like the person that was playing my mom, like kind of looked at me and could tell that I was like sort of in my head and I was, you know, I was just a young sixth grade kid. Um, but she looked at me and like, kind of gave me a look of like, you're like, you're good. Like, don't worry about it. And like, from there, I think I just, I just found the next line and I just like, we just proceeded on with the show and it was just like an look opening night. Like it was just like an opening night, like jitter thing. And then from what I recall, there was no other, uh, mishaps, uh, along the way, which is nice. Maybe it was a good thing that that happened that it showed you you can think on your thing, feet it will be okay recovering look at where you are, where you are now now you're doing it professionally so <laughs> it's awesome to see yeah i've seen Thank some you. funny uh you're very welcome uh i've seen some funny mishaps on stage once during an elementary school my i was already in middle school so i have two younger brothers so my um okay cool my middle brother they did like an L, like junior junior of i think it was I remember correctly. I think it was. Oh, I'm Blake on this show. I I'm gonna say Little Mermaid, but even though I know okay. it isn't, but I remember it was Little Mermaid. Oh wait, no, I remember it now. Um, I remember it now. It was. Wow, I feel like it. Oh my god, I, I have on the tip of my tongue. It's uh is it is it a is it a Disney show or is it It was um, like it was a it was a Rogers Hammerstein one, but oddly. O- but, um, Oklahoma maybe um, or uh... I don't know, but it but regardless now I think about it, it's really not relevant to the story, but uh they, <laughs> but the guy was like, I don't know, it was the fifth grader, he's the lead of the show and he stops in the middle of performance and he was not feeling it. And we have the middle school, <laughs> the elementary school teacher go up and he's like, what are you doing? And he walks off the stage, like, bam, walks off the stage, 
doesn't care. <laughs> this is live. This is a pre-COVID crowd of gymnasium full of people. And everyone's just like, what's going on? And then the, the teacher, Ms. Rubis, it was like, uh, who wants to be a, who wants to take the lead? <laughs> and then this kid volunteered. And she said the, the best line you ever to this situation. She just stand <laughs> up and says, a star is born. <laughs> That's awesome. And Wait, and this was in the, to- this was in the, this was in the middle of an actual show. Yeah, this was the one-time play, like the the citywide show, and yeah, he just walked off. He was not having it. <laughs> and that's crazy. Got, yeah, he got annoyed. People, yeah, I guess so. That's that's crazy. That's oh, really funny that they just they just they just expected this other kid to like know the part. I guess. Yeah, like, and, I mean, he did read. <laughs> he he read a little book. He read a little book script booklet the whole time. Sure. But but hey. Give it to him. So he just went yeah. and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, props. I think that kid's in like, like California now doing something. But oh, and cool. you know, you know what's funny about Willy Wonka that always makes me laugh. Like Willy Wonka is a pretty dark movie. Like the Gene Wilder. Oh, it's very dark. It's like, like they call. Uh, <laughs> it's really a mixture of childhood fantasy horror. I mean, the, the kids are. It's pursued. The kids are straight up killed in their families. But hey, yeah, seventies movies, right? Yeah, like I mean, if it, you know, there's a, I, there's, I'm assuming there's like a PG rating for Willy Wonka, I would guess, but like, there, the, and like we don't see any death happen, but like you know, like, like Augustus Gloop definitely drowned <laughs> in that chocolate, <laughs> and like, and, just and like Violet. And like Veruca, like Veruca Salt, like she she had to have like broke a couple bones going down like the goose oh shoot or whatever God. it was. <laughs> definitely no safety. There was no safety inspection back then. No, no, there definitely was not. I actually think the it was shot in Germany. I think the set still exists to this day. Like you could really, was a check did. But you know what the funniest? Someone said that Willy Wonka, the movie is Saw for kids. I can see that. I can see it for sure. Oh, me. (laughs) My has things changed. It's not like when you make, uh, you know, soul or or how to train your dragon. But now this Mm. is all different from now. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, Chris, one of the most interesting things about you is you've had experience in improv. Huge fan of your work from Stop Laughing Mom. I've had Natalie Hardy. I recorded yes. through yesterday, in fact. So it's a real honor to have the both of you guys join me in this. And I would love to hear your experience with improv, either pre-Stop Laughing Mom and post. Tell me about the life of your, or let me tell, or I should say, tell me about your experience working in improv. Sure. Um, so, I mean, prior to Stop Laughing Mom, I, I would say I didn't have much improv experience i always enjoyed like like it within like the scripted musicals and plays that i was in i always enjoyed those moments where like in the script it says like ad lib and like <laughs> then, yeah. and, and then like you know there's like ad lib celebration or, or, or like where the director would be like you know you know throw a line in there or just like throwing like something that would you know make the make people laugh or like you know whatever um and so I always enjoyed doing that. And then I remember towards like the like the second half of my high school experience, my one one of like my main mentors slash directors started like uh, like an improv club at lunch. Oh, okay. 
uh, which was nice. So like I'd eat my lunch, I'd go down, there'd be like a bunch of kids who were like mostly theater kids. Um, and uh, we would kind of just like learn some improv games and like, you know, mess around. It, there was no pressure. It was just like kind of come and go you know, when you please. Uh, so that was like a nice little introduction, I would say. And then um, got to Yuha. I didn't get into Stop Laughing Mom, actually, my first year auditioning. Really? Yeah, um, which was chill. Uh, I still went to all the shows and I had an absolute blast. Uh, like, even if I wasn't in, if, even if I didn't make it in, I would have been at every single show because I, I loved it so much. Um, but um but so then the second year I, I auditioned, I, I got in, which was super cool. Look and, um, and, um, so yeah, you just got to come back, come back. Uh, uh, Very motivating. If, I love if, it. If, at, if, at, if at first you don't succeed, just come back. Um, Proved it right but, here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, and then from there it was, you know, uh, you know, just a, a whole library of like, you know, knowledge and games came from the, you know, the older, more experienced improvers in the group. Um, and like, I just, we, we, yeah, it was just a great experience. I, I felt like, uh, I, I learned a, you know, a nice combination of like short form games and like shorter games. And then sort of, uh, the long form, like there's like one called like a Herald that we experimented with a decent amount, which was really cool. So it's nice to get, um, you know, uh, a decent amount of different, um, sort of categories, um, and learn about a, a decent amount of categories, uh, within the improv field. It was cool. <laughs> okay. Look at that. And I didn't, and we got a nice motivating story out of it too. That's, that's really, yeah. <laughs> could you talk to me from the games you've learned, the experience, more exposure on stage? Could you also talk to me what other personal benefits that you got out of improv, whether it's better communication skills with people in general, or uh, maybe learning how to teach in other ways. What are some of the other personal benefits you got from improv? From improv? Um, well, I think, you know, um, a, a, nice, a really nice thing about um, improv is that it like forces you to like, to, to like really truly be in the moment I feel like and like I I, I found myself doing this during improv and I, pr I probably would still it's been a while because like I haven't really been able to exercise you know the improv bone in my body like a ton you know being in a pandemic and whatnot of course but um but it, it, it forces you to be in the moment and to not like plan anything um, which I sometimes did fall into that trap, like even, you know, being an SLM and I'm sure many improvers probably face this is like you, you think of something funny and then you, you want to execute it the way you thought of it. Mm -hmm. But then I found it, the way you thought of it, it, it may have sounded like brilliant in your head, but it, it never comes out the way that you actually planned it to. Um, 
And then it comes off, it, it could potentially come off a little bit fake. So I think what improv helped me with is just like really being in the moment and like, you know, speaking, speaking the truth of the moment. Um, and I think, as you said, that has helped me with like, just like converse, conversing with, you know, just in a normal conversation, but also, you know, being in front of people, if, you know, when it comes to like giving a presentation, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and it just—I think it's just helped me. I mean, it's—it's it's definitely helped me with my acting. But it just—it just helps you like loosen up a little bit. Um, it, it grounds you. It gives you—you know—there's th- like endless possibilities with it. Um, and so it's nice to really let that take hold and like just just kind of lend yourself to it. Because then, like, the things you'll discover when you really just like not orchestrate anything. Um, is it's exciting. And I think that's like a big thing. That's probably the biggest thing that I took from it. That's awesome. That, that, that lose yourself moment that, you know, forcing you to be in an uncomfortable situation, but showing that you can get out of it. Sure. Exactly. So Chris, one of the honors bestowed to you that we're trying something new. So I end the show with the questionnaire, but I'm also going to have them a middle part of it. And you're going to be the very first person to ever do this new segment of the Productive Conversations podcast we're trying. I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, I like your energy. I figured you would get a kick out of these questions. So we're going yeah, to do sure. a questionnaire to end the show, but we're also going to do one right in the middle. So this is going to be okay. called the Conversations World Questionnaire. So this is a website that's designed for people. It's, it's actually, I think it's designed for people who uh, – didn't know, not know what to talk about on first dates. That's what it started for, <laughs> but uh, it did expand it to other ways and also just another ways to get to know people. So I, this is a questionnaire of a thousand questions. I took 10 of them and I'm just going to okay. ask, just tell me what you think with them. They're not rapid fire or anything. So it's going to be just a really random first ever. It's going to be really random, but this is the first ever conversation world questionnaire with chris bailey and let's start it so my first question is cereal soup why or why not (laughs) you know i don't even eat that much cereal which is funny about this question (laughs) so i don't have like a real like attachment to it but maybe it's kind of good that you have no bias that's you're you're you know you're right you're right um you see, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's soup because although, you know, the flakes or basically whatever cereal you have in the bowl is, you know, within milk, I'm assuming mm-hmm. I can't, I, I, I would never say, oh, you know, I'm going to go get soup out of the cabinet and then take out, you know, a box of, you know, cinnamon toast crunch. Not <laughs> 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 when I think when I think of soup, I think of like you know chicken noodle, French onion. It's it's hot. It's it's you know it's it, it, you know you 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 eat it when you got a cold. Right. Um, it's yeah. That's that's all. I, <laughs> hey, that's that's a good answer. It's, it's a debate. This isn't part of it. It's like all those people say is a hot dog or sandwich. Well, if if you put something if you put something in bread, anything's a sandwich. I guess a burger sandwich. If you just put something in a bowl, is it is it, yeah, is, it, is it soup? So <laughs> I know it's just really, really deep, but that's what that's why we're here breaking life's important questions. Yes. So the next question I have, <laughs> I'm really excited to hear what you say, Chris. <laughs> 
what is the sexiest name out there and what is the least sexiest name? <laughs> We're taking no this, offense to anyone who has these names. We'll put that clear because we love everybody here. But The sexiest and unsexiest name. I'll start with this one. I think the least sexiest name is Olga. Olga. I mean, yeah. it's just, no offense to Olga's. It's just, it just, it just sounds like what, sh- what Shrek's people supposed to be doing. You know, you know, I think I, I'll start with that one too. I think the least, <laughs> the least sexiest name could potentially be Prudence. Prudence. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I really love the Beatles song, Dear Prudence, though. I just have to throw it out there. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first, that was like super random for me. Like, I, it's just, it sounds like, like uh like a super like potentially angry british woman or something i do feel if somebody who dropped the english breakfast or person in, in like an old english school who was the bad guy or you see matilda oh yeah 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 yeah. she was that really scary tall woman who's probably named Miss, olga uh, too yeah probably <laughs> um oh and the sex and the sexiest name that is a tough one. There's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of them. Um, um, hmm. I think that I immediately jump to like, like I feel like I feel like French French women French. have 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 like really interesting like sexy names. Mm, like. Uh, like Hmm. Like, like, you know, what comes to mind immediately, which is kind of funny, is um, and I and I remember it from uh, Rush Hour Three, a uh, Rush Hour Three character, but it's Genevieve. Genevieve, that is a great name. Oh, yeah. Anytime you use a French accent for anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. I also, I also really like the name Priya. I yeah, think that's Priya, a beautiful Priya, name. Priya is a really pretty name. I was going to say Scarlet. I think that has a nice ring to it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, mm. you know, we got Scarlet Johansson. Oh, yeah. We have a- <laughs> that's it that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, so, number three, what is the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? The best Wi-Fi name I've ever seen? Mine is, get your own Wi-Fi. But even uh, though it, was, it was free anyway, so I did stop that. <laughs> That, that's good. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm having trouble thinking of a bunch, but one that I can think of, and it's kind of a dig on me, but it was, it, but I enjoyed it because it came in, uh, <laughs> it, it came with good, um, good vibes was mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at, at school, um, we lived right next to, uh, like at our apartment, we lived right next to our close friends, me and my <laughs> friends. And so I'm pretty sure at one point <laughs> their Wi-Fi name was Chris Bailey sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I just thought that one, that was just, it was just that funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good one there. Number four. What's a movie that completely scared you as a kid? It doesn't have to be horror. Like, you know, what one movie that scared me as a kid would probably have to be The Goonies. I just, I don't okay, know. Sure. I had some uncovered vibes, but now I love it. The Gremlins kind of freaked me out too. Those yeah. big guys, but that was me as a kid. What else sure. scares you as a kid? Maybe Toy Story or um, The Bug's Life. <laughs> no judgment if that is. I think- <laughs> I think I was I think I was usually okay with the with the with the good old Pixar films. Um, yeah, but, uh, I would hope. 
<laughs> but um, I remember one that actually is horror that really frightened me as a young kid. I think I was in like middle school when I first saw it, but it was the, the first original Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and like, I don't know what it was about it. I I don't know if I had seen many scary movies up until that point, but I always look back to that movie like to, like it just the found footage style um of that in that movie specifically just felt like really realistic in a way that like other found footage films i feel like sort of fail at right and like i i honestly and it's interesting because there's not a lot of like there there, there really isn't like jump scares in Blair Witch it's just like they like they're there's constantly something going wrong and they're like a, they're just so lost in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And a lot I, of yelling and that. And the yeah, there's a lot of yelling <laughs> and like they're betraying each other. And, and like, I also, the image that is brought up in the movie of like the, that the witch like put, <laughs> I don't want to scare the viewers here, but <laughs> also, spo- yeah, also spoiler spoilers, spoiler for sure. <laughs> but, uh, spoilers, but, but the image of like, like they talk about in the movie, like the, um, like the witch, like, while she like sort of like deals with one victim she like mm-hmm. puts the other one in a in a corner and just like yeah. has them face the corner right. and that's the and that's the, the last, very last frame. image of the film and that always horrified me because you just hear screaming but the camera's on just a guy like basically like Standing listening there. to like his friend die <laughs> It, it, that really scared me. You know, yeah, you watch, you wait 90 minutes for that. You're seeing a guy in the corner. <laughs> I always found yeah. that. Now, now it's funny looking back, but I could definitely understand as a kid that's pretty freaky. And and that when it came out in the late 90s, people thought it was real. Like you watched a snuff film. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like people were like, like online, like is Blair Witch real? Like, <laughs> let's go check it out. Heck no, that the, I respect the ghosts. It's, I believe in ghosts. I respect them. I don't want to yeah. bother them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should just probably just let them be. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a funny one. Uh, this is number, this is number five, right? It's all right. Yeah. Number- uh, yeah. I think, yeah, this is five. Yeah. Number five. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in someone's house? Hmm. The weirdest thing I've ever seen in someone's house. I saw someone have a shrine to themselves. Really? <laughs> in New York once. This is my friend. It was just a statue of himself, this this uh silver statuette. I was like, man, you you have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And a and a huge ego. Huge yeah. ego. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, hey, if you can afford <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely exactly. the biggest one. I also seen a lifeline silver surfer, which was pretty cool. I just didn't expect it. This oh, cool. Cool. Must be like Uh, I'm trying to ten thousand dollars or something. That's crazy. I mean, that must have been pretty cool though. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, weirdest thing I've seen in someone's house. Um, I'm trying. I'm thinking of like all my like older relatives or something. (laughs) Like I'm trying to like. I feel like they would have some strange things. Um. Hmm. Damn, this one's hard. I haven't been in anyone's house recently to like, or, um, 
you know, I can't really think of anything specific mm-hmm. except like just like strange, like sort of like Victorian photography. It's I know that's not very specific, but just like no, strange, like strange portraits and like like just just sort of like, you know, paintings and sort of weird imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something along those lines for sure. All right. Number six. What is the funniest prank you've ever heard someone pull off in your neighborhood like there's this kid i know who would this kind of sounds bad but i'll say it anyway so he would he would be dared to break into people's houses and watch their tvs that's all he just watch their tvs and sit down and make himself comfortable until he would in the he would have to stay in there for half an hour and see if someone would come he did get caught once got in a lot of trouble but it lasted a good few weeks. It sounds hilarious looking back, but I don't condone people breaking houses, but that, that was a uh, daunting thing I've heard people do in, in, in my neighborhood. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, let's see. We, um, the, so prank in my, in like my hometown neighborhood, we're talking about sort of, or? it could be, it could be, um, uh, if whether you lived in college too, it could be where you're um, um, lived in the past. It, it doesn't. It's uh, wherever. Where it, you just, it just had to be in a neighborhood you were living in for at least one week or one day. You know. Okay, sure. I mean, I I remember there was there was one night we had like this. Um, this is from a while ago, Dan. We had like this. Um, <laughs> we had this. It, it, it was a prank that ended up me and my friends ended up doing it, but then the 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 pranky the one we were pranking ended up uh, turning the tables. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we uh, it was like we were doing like a camp out in like the middle of the summer in someone's backyard, mm-hmm. and and we were all you know talking around the fire and whatnot. We had set up tents because like we were just like trying to make it the best experience. One of our friends had to go to sleep really early and it was like classic like oh okay first one to bed like we're gonna fuck with you (laughs) um so like they went to the tent and we're like shaking the tent and like you know like you know smacking it and like and like like we it's we think that you know we're accomplishing our job and whatnot and and then we we like we're doing it for a while and like we don't hear any like sort of like we don't hear anyone like getting pissed off or anything inside the tent. So we're like, what the hell? So we like open up the, the, like the pockets on the outside and we're like, wait, wait, he's not, he's not in there. And we, they're like, no, come on. He's in there. So we like checked all the different spots and everyone was like, no, dude, he's not in there. Like he, did he go, this sounds like the Blair Witch, <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> he, he, like, did he go into the woods? So like, whatever. And then like, you know, after, you know, some discourse and trying to figure out what happened, uh, someone like opened the tent and apparently he had been there the entire time. And like, he, you know, screamed and shouted and like one of my, one of my friends at the time, like ran and like, like smashed, Mm -hmm. like, like a glass table or something that was outside. (laughs) And like rocked, rocked his knee or something. Yeah. Talk about got him. Yeah, yeah, really. He really, uh, yeah, he showed us for sure. All right, number six. 
what is the funniest name you actually heard someone have? So for me, there was this teacher at my high school, Narc High. His name, I'm not kidding. His name was literally Frank Stein. And there, I, it has a big confirmed <laughs> or denied that his middle name was N. Frankenstein. Fra- wait, wait, what's his middle name? Name or no? That's the rumor. That's an urban legend. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get one of my teachers to come on to this, and hopefully they could confirm it. But his name was literally Frank Stein, and I've known a Jake Jacobson. I've known a Zach Stack. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, the weirdest name we were saying. Yeah, that actual like weird name you've know you've heard or know someone or or seen at a store like i know somebody who once had a tech at apple work at and his name was sam sung really <laughs> yeah he showed me the pick and everything i even think it's a, it's a bible <laughs> pick to tell you the truth <laughs> really yeah that's awesome um let's see a weird name that i have heard it could be a celebrity's uh, name too if you want or like I know there was um, a basketball player named God's Gift. I was like, that's a bold. Really? Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Um I feel I mean there's definitely some actors with some strange names, I feel like. <laughs> um <clears throat> Um I don't know. I, I'm completely blanking out. I feel. I feel. I feel boring. I feel like I've only heard like oh, super, <laughs> super, super conventional names. Um, you're gonna find somebody with a weird name in the next couple of weeks. Calling it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe if I think of something, I'll come back. I'm literally out of. I I I'm drawing a blank. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, number seven. What is the best? Sorry. What is the funniest joke that you know by heart? I know that's could be daunting, but like my favorite one is two peanuts get in a fight. One was assaulted. Oh, that one's great. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, what were you saying? I also know 20, 19 and twenty got in a fight. Twenty one. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think well the one that I I definitely I think typically go to like right off the back right off the bat and it's um it's one from I remember from a popsicle. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be good. Is um uh why did the baseball player go to jail? Why? He stole second base. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just you know, dumb corny stuff. I like love that. it. I love it. Or the what the ice break, you know, how, what was it? <clears throat> Two polar bears on an ice capsule ice thing and there to break the ice. I always like that one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was good. Number eight. If animals could talk, what would be the rudest? I would say my cat, definitely. <laughs> Cats or raccoons? Actually, no. Raccoons are pretty intelligent. I'd say they they would feel very stuck up and not move around. If uh, let's see, if I think you see, I feel like a cat would be more just like 
maybe not even rude would just be like would be more like over it like like yeah standoffish almost yeah like just like just like leave me alone like they wouldn't even say anything they wouldn't even like give you the uh (laughs) they wouldn't even give you that Mm -hmm. i feel like rude you know what i feel like i feel like what animal would be super rude is a hyena (laughs) just because they're already laughing Oh, I make it fun. They uh, they will uh, keep their they will can make fun of the together like like anyone who's made fun of people with a language barrier and they'll just like speak to someone like their group of friends in another language you understand. That's the stuff they would type it. Yeah, that they would do. Yeah, no, and they would just like I don't know they <laughs> like they, they I feel like they would be rude in like a funny in like a probably pretty funny way though. Yeah, absolutely. Number nine. What's something that has been really popular now, but in five years people will be will look back on and be embarrassed by? Hmm. I have an answer, but it will be controversial. But I, oh, yeah. because because I think it could be go either way. But sometimes, like, and I love it. I, I I love it. I love talking to people who have it. But I'm just curious if it will be like a predecessor but tiktok i i i i thought about that as well yeah like nothing disrespect for the tiktokers and all great and real entertaining and you know time killers but i wonder would people are people gonna get a kick out of when they have uh in five years from now some of these viral campaigns people go for if that yeah i don't know yeah no i get it and like it's kind of like i mean People still talk about like Vine and oh, whatnot, but <laughs> yeah, Vine was Vine was really funny. But like, it kind of—I mean, it definitely died out once you know yeah. the whole thing once it got shut down. So and like, you know, I actually don't have a TikTok. I've never made a TikTok, but mm-hmm. like, my friends will send me TikToks, and you know, it's it's hilarious. Like, there's like oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of a lot of great content. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. I I don't know like how long it will last. And like, if at that point, like five years down the line, like we're going to be dealing with like the next, like, you know, video platform where you can present, like if there's going to be something new by then or like, Oh yeah. Um, super TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think if there's anything else like currently happening, like, right. I, yeah. This, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that like, I feel like will be around for a while. Yeah. I think so too. Um, it's hard to think at the moment, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, my, um, sorry. Well, uh, if 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 uh, do you do you have any uh, other possible answers for that? Um. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of like stuff I've been doing as well now, mm-hmm. like. Like what I've been engaging with, like I feel like all the things I engage with have been around for yeah, so long. Right? Like all I do is watch like YouTube videos and like, which oh, I mean yeah. that's been around for you know. That's not going for, away. For no, me. no, definitely not. See, um, if, see if Zoom, if Zoom will uh, stay yeah. go for five years, or will it be like Skype to make someone made their idea better? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I mean Zoom has become such a staple now in like in people's homes that I love like my Zoom. Yeah, Zoom's great. Um so like I've and like it's become like such a 
important and like distinct platform for like everything for, you know, oh, talking yeah. to friends for, um, you know, um, to this podcast and all. Of yeah, this, yeah, this podcast, po- yeah, this podcast to, you know, people going to work, giving presentations, lectures. It's, I, I could see zoom sticking around for a decent amount of time, especially since it seems like they have a good formula. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can't think of it. I can't really think of anything else that like it's going to like go out of style at the moment. Oh, so pretty style, solid question. And this will is related to the last one before we move on to other things in 40 years, what will you or people be nostalgic for? Oof. Like looking back, what are people be like, man, I, I, re- I remember the days of HBO max. I mean, that's probably going to stay or like it could be shows like game of Thrones. I think, yeah check out of something like that or mcu uh, mcu or dcu as you're representing right now yes yeah <laughs> um well yeah i think all of those things for sure i think um uh like stuff like marvel and like um like yeah maybe like i think the superhero genre as well just because like <laughs> Like, this is something that, like, I mean, we have, like, grown up with, and it's, like, just shoved, like, not, and, and not in a bad way, but it's, like, shoved in our faces, like, yeah. it's, it's everywhere, and with platforms like Disney Plus, and, um, you know, just... <clears throat> Sure, we got the Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder cut of oh, Zack Ryder, the Zack Snyder cut, oh. um, Justice League coming up, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, I feel like, well, like, I don't really know. You see Marvel, I feel like Marvel and DC for that matter, I feel like could go on for like, they're, they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna milk it for all it's worth and which I'm, which I'm fine with because I enjoy the content. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, like, that'd be crazy. Like 40 years from now, if we're still getting like brand new, like (laughs) superhero content, um, and if, and at that point, if we are like, will it be good? Like, will it be sort of like, we're just rehashing all the old formulas that like made it so successful in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, I'm trying to think of what else I'll, I mean, I'll definitely be probably, Pokemon this, Go. I mean, Oh, Pokemon go that's in among I, us. <laughs> oh, among us for sure. Uh, I'm. I've been. A, I've been big on Among Us recently, so I think down the line, mm-hmm. uh, down the line, we'll be talking about you know who was sussed back in the day the and boy. Yeah. Who, who was the sus boy and who was <laughs> you know who who were the you know the innocent crewmates you know just getting their getting their tasks done. <laughs> Definitely, just solid questions with that. So this is a good transition. Chris, it says on your Instagram, you are a self-proclaimed video game expert and video game um, in in our video game, you know, appreciator. Yes. Enjoy that, I should say. So, uh, Chris, tell me right now, let's geek out on some video games. Yeah, I'm just going to go ask the hard question right away. What is one of the, what is the best or one of the best video games of all time? Um, take me, take me where that question, um, where that answer uh, takes you. Sure. Oh man, that's 
a hard <laughs> question. <laughs> but um, um, let's see. Uh, so I might give you, if it's okay, I might give you a favorite game that brings me nostalgia and what I considered and, and another one that I consider to be just like overall, like a masterpiece. And I think of course yeah. is considered and, and is considered to be a masterpiece among like gamers everywhere. But, um, but the first one is uh, one of the best. And I, I really truly mean it is um, kingdom hearts Two. Oh, bar none i mean it has everything you yeah. want for it again good stories nice it, nice sequences and stuff like <laughs> excuse me yeah no i i love i love the i think it built off the first game in with you know in flying colors and we um you know, we got to see more. I mean, I, I love that the, the, the game, first of all, incorporates, you know, like Final Fantasy characters, plus characters that we don't know, really, plus the Disney worlds. Of course. Um, and although Kingdom Hearts <coughs> lore uh, can be extremely confusing because all the games are, you know, a prequel came out like after, you know, like the first couple games. So like you have to play that one first and it's on like, ran- it's like on some random ass, like it's on like PlayStation Vita, like what, PlayStation that, that no one has. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that so, was a but, opportunity with that. <laughs> but like, I just felt like with Kingdom Hearts 2, like we just, you, you get like, you get like, the, you get the drama, you get the intrigue. Oh yeah. You get, the you get the Disney worlds and it's cool how in that game you can um you you sort of from what I recall you revisit each world like a couple times which is what let me which is what disappointed me in Kingdom Hearts 3 Mm. I I like Kingdom Hearts 3 but I definitely had a lot of qualms with it right um and what were some of those qualms uh let's see with kingdom hearts 3 well it was the hype for this game i think amongst gamers across the globe was uh it was high um yeah it was a long time between the two two entries yeah it was it 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 it, it, they they i'm pretty sure it it had been delayed Mm um and I mean, it, there was just a lot of hype behind it. And I mean, I was psyched. I, I was like, they're adding Big Hero 6. They're adding Tangled. They're adding yeah. fucking, uh, they're, but they're bringing back like Hercules. And they're, you know, they're adding um, Toy Story and, uh, you know, a lot of great new worlds of content. Um, and uh, oh, Pirates of Caribbean. And um, it just, you, you, you don't, what I felt like in this one specifically, I think the other games are a little guilty of it too, but the cutscenes are longer than the actual gameplay scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did hear so, about that. So that's, and as if it's not entertaining to watch, you gotta sit through it. Ugh. Yeah. And like, it was funny. I was telling someone about this recently when I was talking about this game in particular, I remember being up at heart in Hartford at my apartment, like, Knowing I had class, say at like three o'clock, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts three. It's like two thirty. I'm like, okay. It's like two thirty. I'm like, okay. 
uh, I'm going to wrap up soon. Okay, here's a cutscene. It goes on for like five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, cool. It's over. I can head off the class now and not lose all the data that I just, you know, worked oh, on. That's the worst. But then, but then another cutscene came on. It, it, there, there would be times where there was like three cutscenes in a row, and I was like, oh my god, just let me like save my game already. <laughs> we get it, Big um, Hero Six. Yeah, and like, and don't get me wrong, I like that. <laughs> I like that characters and stuff, but like, yeah, I just got a little redundant after a while. Yeah. And overall, the, the game just felt like super short. And like, um, uh, there was there was definitely highlights for sure. Like some of the battles were super cool, and like the new worlds were really cool. But uh, overall, I would say disappointment. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, for me, what I would have to say, my games, I really love the Rockstar ones. I'm, I don't know if that's too easy of one, but it's just. Grand Theft for a specific Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh yeah, that classic <clears throat> stuff does not age well. And if you compare it to the next gen consoles, it's so blocky and move around. But uh, it's just it's still fun. And that talk about nostalgic there and feeling like a badass at our young age playing those games. <clears throat> I'd have to say San Andreas GTA Five. So I, <clears throat> I got GTA Five, Chris, in college, and I never beat it. Really? And then it took the, I beat it in the pandemic. It only took oh, the so. pandemic to finally, that was my thing. <laughs> I, I got through it all. And I, I chose as the, if, if you've, I'm sure if you've played, I chose the, uh, not to kill anyone at the end, um, not to kill Trevor or why yeah. my, I'm blanky. But anyways, I'd keep all alive and it was a pretty satisfying ending. Yeah. <laughs> And I love Red Dead Redemption, both of them. Oof. I mean, the second one, the, even a, talk about long cutscenes, but I don't care. Yeah. It's just so beautiful and lush. Yeah. And it's just, it's just. I mean, that'd be an awesome movie if if they pulled it off. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you brought up Rockstar because I'm a big fan of Rockstar as well, and especially. I I've I, you know I've loved GTA but Red Dead I think yeah they I think Red Dead has some of their like finest storytelling definitely especially Amazing especially characters. especially in uh, Red Dead Two and you're right about the cutscenes but I what, what's different between like a Kingdom Hearts cutscene and a Red Dead cutscene is like they're both long in a way but like <clears throat> with Kingdom Hearts there 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 seemed like there was like sort of scra- a scrambling of thoughts at times mm-hmm. and it, it seems sort of scatterbrained right. whereas Red Dead the cutscenes are constantly pu- pushing the story forward it could be an animated TV show the way that they pulled it off you know <laughs> Yeah, and and as you said, I think some of the characters are are like they they're they're very well developed. Um, I understood, you know, their motivations, yep. and I mean that 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 era is just cool. The Wild West is like an interesting. Uh, it's interesting to see that in video game format done so well. Right, I love Western movies. They don't really make them much anymore, but anytime I can get. A Western movie or Western video game, I'm all in. All in. You know, uh, I have to ask you, since you are a video game enthusiast, how do you feel about Cyberpunk, Chris? Do you have it? Did you you get ripped off? Or if you had a a, a previous uh, gen console, the PS4 or Xbox 360 or Xbox One? Or uh, tell me about it. What do you think of Cyberpunk? Uh, So I... Cyberpunk was always kind of 
kind of on my radar. I, I know, I, I know a lot of my friends have been like on, like this, this game has been on their radar for like years yeah. because I'm, because I'm pretty sure it was debuted sort of like at, at some ago. sort of convention. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago. Um, and I really started to take interest uh, into it. Like once I saw like, you know, the tra- trailer with like Keanu Reeves yes. and stuff. Everything's like, better with Keanu Reeves. Exactly. I, he has a place to fall <laughs> right here. Oh, really? Yes. That's awesome. Oh, he, he does. He deserves it. He's a, a God amongst men. <laughs> He's a man for real. Um, but, um, so I, I, I didn't even, uh, I, I, I'm still on a PS4 at the moment. I'm desperately trying to desperately trying to get my hands on a five. I don't know when that's going to happen. Oh, same exact boat. I've, I've been, uh, not impatient, but impatient. I just, uh, I don't know if it's happened to you, but I've been having login problems and my Wi-Fi is fine, but I have to keep restarting the login on the PS4, whether it's a old update or whatever. So I'm in the same boat you. I just assume, I guess maybe the summer when uh, hopefully I could get my yeah. home, But I, I mean, really my, want my- yeah, I want it. I want it badly. My, I mean, my PS4 isn't that. Uh, old. I got my PS4 like I've had it for a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. I would say at this point, yeah, so it's old. still. I haven't had. I haven't had many problems with it, but um, I yeah, I've, it's it's like impossible at the moment mm-hmm. to to get your hands on a five but in back to um cyberpunk i i i kind of vowed <laughs> that i i, I really want to play it badly because i, it does look I, cool. I the, the world the world looks cool it looks like i've heard it's got a good story mode uh, i heard there's like a lot of uh you know missions side missions and whatnot but um uh i i'm not get, i'm not gonna get it and well i don't even think i could get it now for ps4 if i wanted to but um I um I definitely am not gonna play it until I get a PS5. There's like a bunch of games that I I found that I know they're out now for PS4, but I'm not gonna play them until I get the new console. Mm, okay, okay. So in the console wars between Xbox Series X and the PS5, you are on Team PS5. I'm getting at. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's funny. I um. <laughs> I, I I've been I've been a member of both uh, sides. <laughs> um, you know it's you know they're 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 trying to tear me up. They're trying to tear me apart. But um, uh, so Sony definitely won. Um, <clears throat> I was big on Xbox 360 for years. That was like because that's what all my friends had, and that's how we like communicated and played together. Yep. But um, I don't know. It just when it, when it comes to exclusive games ps playstation beats xbox every time um from the spider-man games if you're interested in baseball Mm. and be the show the uh kingdom hearts for instance uh sony sony locks it down for sure yeah it's they because and then they also have the you know your your typical games that are on both platforms the only thing that that xbox has that that i can really think of that that only is on xbox is like the halo series and i'm yeah. not even like a huge i'm not even like i i like halo but i'm not a huge i've never been a huge fan so that was never enough to get me to be like oh i'm gonna get an xbox instead of a playstation 
Oh, yeah. You know, I did like Halo a lot. I also was somebody who was on both sides of the spectrum from that when it was that generation. I, It's funny. I uh, So I had an Xbox. Me, well, me and my brother shared an Xbox. So the way it broke off, this is this is insane. So I went on The View once. I was, or I should say I was an audience member of The View. And they gave, it was a oh, Christmas cool. episode and they gave out the PlayStations. And I took it. So me and my brother would always fight. I want the Xbox that. And I just had the PlayStation. This will settle that. And then I just transferred the PlayStation 4 after that. So I haven't gone back since. But I did love Halo at the time. But I don't know. Mm. I I, I try to play it in whatever the newest version. And it just didn't have that love again. But I'm happy to be on the PlayStation side still. So I'm going to be giving a PS5 when it's time as well. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was, um, sort of adamant at first of like, like I really was trying at first, like back in November, I was like, I'm going to get this thing on launch day, which was like a joke, which was like a joke, (laughs) but like, but Mm -hmm. like I, you know, I was on every site. I was on Walmart. I was on Target. I was on Best Buy. Just like immediately sold out, sold out, sold out everywhere. It's amazing what these people did or figured out some system. Oh man. You know what's crazy too? Yeah. It's like, it's apparently from statistics I saw, it's like PS5 has sold more units, I'm pretty sure, at this point than the PS4 sold. Wow. Or, like or it, there's. There, or there's some not there's some sort of statistic that like the PS5 has sold like a decent chunk of units. I'm not I'm not exactly sure the exact, but but it just makes me think like like wow like so many people already have it, and yet I still can't, <laughs> and I and many of my friends still cannot like secure it. Yeah, you said that you said you had a bunch of units. Where did it go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <clears throat> I guess yeah, I guess we just got to wait until um you know they make more and they it's I mean I'm assuming it's probably been pretty hard too with COVID and whatnot yeah. um production wise. So, uh you know, I, I at this point I'll I'll get it when I get it. Absolutely. And I just need to have it by GTA 6. <laughs> sure. That, that, that's so we have a couple yep. You have a couple of years then mm-hmm. probably. So, just my last thing on video games is how how you feel about Nintendo? You like the Smash Brothers? I had a six. My very oh, yeah. first system ever was a Nintendo sixty four. I would kill to cool. have another one now. Do you like the Nintendo mm-hmm. games in the field? The Mario Karts and I mean every. Oh yeah, I grew up on Mario Party. I grew up on. I grew up on those games. Um, those are like. I like those, honestly, those games probably make it into like my top, some of those, like, I think Smash Bros. <laughs> Melee is probably top five, like my favorite games of all time. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a Switch at the moment, uh, although I did contemplate uh, getting it for uh, games like Breath of the Wild, uh, Animal yeah. Crossing. Animal Crossing is really, really is a... <laughs> back on the rise there yeah big animal crossing fan <clears throat> although i have i haven't played this new one but i've heard amazing things um but yeah mario kart super smash bros um i had a bunch of nintendo products growing up too i had the wii i had the um, yes i had one the too. D, 
I had the DS. I had Cooking Mama on the Wii. I was cracking eggs. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I had a GameCube as well, and I yeah. loved. I loved my geeks. I loved the the Wii Sports that people will still go crazy on to this day. Yeah, Wii Sports is da- that 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 people TVs were getting smashed because of Wii Sports. Oh man, I you know, whew, there's been some awkward things, awkward videos out there. Yeah, for sure. Yo, Chris, tell me a time. When was the hardest time you laughed, or whether it's recently or, um, you know, years ago? When was the hardest time you laughed, or one of the hardest times? Um, the first thing that comes to mind. This is actually pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. so I remember plain as day we were. At we were at a friend's house. Um, we were about to leave his house, and uh, I um, we we got we we were in two separate cars. I'm pretty sure we were going to drive to like a girl's house that we were gonna like we were gonna go meet up with like you know friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in a car behind my friends, and we were parked like uh, at the at the curb uh, on the street. And my one friend, I was waiting for my one friend to go so I could follow them and for some strange reason he like so like he turned out of the he like you know made a turn out of his spot Mm -hmm. into the road and then i guess needed to adjust so he put it in reverse but i guess like by accident had floored the car into reverse (laughs) so he so he like fully no one got hurt but he fully ended up on the sidewalk like his entire car (laughs) was on the sidewalk and i i i truly was laughing so hard that I got out of the car because I needed air, but, but I had forgot to put my car in park. So it started rolling. So me and my other friend, like sort of like, luckily it wasn't on like a steep, like decline. So, So we like sort of just like grabbed it. I put it in park and then I continued to laugh so hard that I physically threw up into the bushes. Threw up into the bushes on my on my friend's street. <laughs> the <It> was... funniest, <laughs> oh man, the funniest time you laughed and you, <laughs> you threw up from it. That's that that's that's talk about emotion. Yeah, that's one. That's that's one that I mean. There's definitely I you know I I typically like to uh, I'm definitely a laugher for sure. But um, that oh, that man. that one stands out in my mind for sure. Oh, that is so so funny. <laughs> Chris, I mean, um, uh, you know, the, the one I have this one story. The last time I, re- or it's not the last, the last hard says, but this one really sticks out. It was my high school graduation. Everyone was hyping up. Everyone was, uh, you know, we're graduating high school and and whatever. Um, and what happened was, like everyone our we had the headmaster. So like everyone, well, it wasn't like the step under the principal. Like he was in charge of all the, the um, students and stuff. Like he was this classic. It it always made me laugh to see him. I remember his name, Dr. Kasparis. He was the typical eighties looking high school (laughs) administrator. He was born to be in uh, work in a high school. 
<laughs> Dr. Kerrigan. He was like six five, like oh, this tall white dude with a classic gray mustache. It, he couldn't be more of a character. <laughs> he was like, everyone shut down, and like people were hyping up. Everyone shut down. And he just goes on this rant yelling at us. <laughs> I don't care. This bullshit. And he was just like, he was just trying to put on a front. And if you guys don't listen. If you guys don't listen, you will be disciplined. And then the legendary Tomar Jackson, <laughs> he's like, one more thing out. He's like, yeah, well, so what? We graduated. <laughs> and then it was euphoria. Everybody screaming, <laughs> pumping up. It was, it, I was one of the, it, it was the best moment of high school. They couldn't have ended on a better note, but I was just <laughs> laughing. It was so dead quiet. And you just hear, yeah, but we graduated. <laughs> That's odd. That sounds like a, that just sounds like a, a classic, like unifying, like, like stick it to the teachers, stick it to the mads. Yes. Like represented so much, Chris. It, what a great moment in high school, in high school history. It, it, it belonged in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah, but Chris, we have been killing it. An hour fifteen minutes. This has been a really great time. I really hope that you've had as much fun as I have. And oh, it's been great. Do it again, especially once you get back to getting some more projects. Need anything to promote or just to shoot the shit and reminisce? I would love to have you. Come sure, back. I yeah, I'd love to come back. So as I mentioned, we ended off with one more questionnaire. And this is called the Proust Questionnaire. If you're familiar with it, it's from Inside the Actor Studio, the famous James Lipton. And he decided to, uh, he got it from a French show. And now um, I'm continuing the tradition for this. So, Chris, would you like to answer the Proust Questionnaire? Yes, I would. All right. <laughs> Sweet. So, my first question for you on the Proust Questionnaire. So, these are both like short but deep, so this is going to be good. Chris, my first question for you. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Hmm. Sorry, let me think. No, yeah, take your time. A word that I a word that's always interests me and I don't really know why, but I think every time I see it I just I I I, I like the way it looks and that, that might sound strange, but um, the word is effervescent. Effervescent. That is a great word. I like that. Yeah. I, I felt I heard that in the last few weeks. Oh, you have? Yeah. What, what does it mean exactly? It's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to do just to make sure that I'm not completely butchering it, but from what I recall, it's like, uh, like sort of bubbly and like, I was like free spirit, yeah, giving off bubbles, fizzy, enthusiastic. And I think it kind of, uh, not only do I like the word, I think it's a quality that I try to embody. Mm -hmm. 
I tried, you know, it's enthusiastic. I also see enthusiastic and vivacious. It's, um, it's, um, I feel like, a you know, a quality that I try to maintain, um, right. and, or, and, and a quality that is just sort of part of, you know, who I am and who I have sort of grown up into. And I, you know, I, you know, there's days where I'm not feeling, you know, very, uh, effervescent but like the essence of that is always the essence of that i feel like it's 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 always it's always still there you're right by the way i i heard a different word actually that that sound like evanescent but you know the band evanescence oh yes (laughs) (laughs) that's what i heard so actually just learned something so that's that's funny what's your least favorite word chris my least favorite word um Evanescence, because it sounds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my least favorite word is probably. Hmm. Um. As you can see, I've thought a lot about these questions. <laughs> Yeah, these are. This is like I said. This is a really helped your brain out, bud. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I these aren't things that honestly that I I think about like super often. So it's it's a nice like little uh, brain teaser just to like sure. dig into my dig into my. Um, you know, one that comes to mind, and I think it has to do with the way the word word sounds, but also what this object is used for kind of makes me like nauseous a little bit mm-hmm. is scalpel. Yeah. I know what you mean by that. Scalpel. Like I, I, I don't like the sound. I, I, I'm not a fan of how it sounds. And also whenever I think of scalpel, I think of like, you know, someone on a medical bed, like mm-hmm. being like, opens up <laughs> or like right. and like and like blood and and like yeah like it, it just makes me uh a bit uneasy i hear you, yeah. I hear you. so this next question is not a sexual question it's more of a life question but when i when asked some people think that right away and, and we know what okay what they're thinking we know sure. who those people are but this <laughs> question is uh what turns you on like what turns you on in life whether it's laughter friends nature what turns you on in this world Sure. Um, I, I can't see why people would think that, the, you know, the, the initial. The, the naughty way said. of doing it. The, 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 naughty, only, the naughty way. Only one person literally, when asked that, said sex. Like, <laughs> well, okay then. That's your. We can, <laughs> we, we, we can get to the sexual things in the, uh, the after hours uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, we we discussed, um, you know, a bunch of them, I think, tonight, um, you know, just, you know, speed up, speed through a couple acting video games, film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, something that I absolutely love, I honestly probably think it's my favorite thing is to like travel with like people that I care about. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I've, I've been lucky enough to, um, to, I, I've been, I've been, uh, Europe a couple times. Uh, I got to go to 
um, let's see, I, I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, um, some other places here and there. And it's always been with like, you know, friends, you know, that, you know, old friends or like friends that I have, you know, uh, you know, the friends that I met in college mm-hmm. and like, I just, I, I look back on those times, um, uh, very fondly. Um, and, uh, cause we just, I mean, we got up to some, you know, we, we you know, I feel like on vacations, you get up to some nonsense, but oh, then yeah. like, That's there was a memory like, maker, the, the vacations for sure. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, just like, I mean, traveling in general is just a big one for me. I, I would love to, um, somehow, um, potentially, obviously it's not very convenient at the moment, but like, you know, combine some of my passions and loves like like traveling and acting or like traveling and film like combine those at some point so that you know that when they meet i'm you know i'm kind of getting like the best of both worlds and like the things that you know turn me on as you say sort of all come together um and i think i think it's possible because like uh there's you know, um, I don't know. I feel like with, you know, especially I, I think I come back to acting, but like, you know, acting is like, you know, really diving into, you know, humanity, other people's humanity, really tackling those subjects. And I feel like when it, I would love to combine all of these different um, aspects that really make my life so joyful combine them all together and um and just like you know ride with that and like go with the flow and just see where it takes me i think it'll be like a, it could be a really cool combination of a bunch of really awesome things it's one of the best answers to that question ever thank you for that chris that was that was really wholesome and sweet i appreciate it no problem so, my next question is what turns you off in this world <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, I, 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 I think one that, something that comes to mind immediately, I would say probably is like, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I don't enjoy I, and I think this goes for like a lot of people, but like bringing negative energy into spaces that are supposed to be positive. Um, I'm like, you know, people go through shit all the time and sometimes like that just comes with you. But I think it really starts to get on my nerves when like you, you, you can't really you can't really see behind it. And it, and sometimes it just seems like people are trying to bring others down because like, it's sort of like that, like, like, you know, sort of like a bullying complex. I, 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 I welcome, um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I, I generally like to, you know, try to provide like good vibes and like, you know, I, I, you know, I want to be friendly and like, you know, welcoming to people, but I understand like, you know, not everyone's going to be on like my level and like, I'm not even going to be on that level sometimes either. Um, cause like, you know, emotions fluctuate and whatnot, yep. but, um, but like, 
when it seems like, you know, I, I don't, I don't like seeing people bring each other down for the sake of like, you know, just getting like a laugh out of it or like, you know, mindless sort of hurtful gossip. I don't, I, and like, just like people that, that kind of surround themselves with that energy just turn me off in general, I would say. Um, and just like, people in general that like, don't, you know, I, I, I really like, I, it, it sucks seeing like people not being upset, accepting of others. Um, so I really don't like that either. And I, and I look at that and I say, I'm going to do the exact opposite of that. Cause I want, you know, you know, I, I like, because when everyone feels welcome, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're better for it. And I think you're really good at bringing those good vibes and we appreciate people like you doing that, Chris. So thank you. Thank you. Do a really good job with that. Very welcome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. What sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Oh, oh, I know. Um, I, honestly am obsessed with it. I feel like maybe some people can relate, but I love like, bu- just like playing with bubble wrap and the sound <laughs> that, and the sound that comes with the bubble wrap. Like I'll find myself, like my mom will have gotten a package or something and I'll just like, there's bubble wrap, like left over in the, in the, left over in the cardboard and like, and then I, I definitely spend like way too much time like with it and it's until it gets to the point where like, Oh, like I've popped every, I like, there's nothing left to pop with this. Like I just need to throw this out. Look at that. Yeah. I, uh, one of the production companies I worked for was I worked in the shipping department and all about shipping boxes in and out. So, Oh, I'm very familiar with the bubble wrap life. <laughs> yeah. And like, you can step on it. You can do it with your hands. Oh, soothing. Roll, roll over it. <laughs> <laughs> so what sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. My initial, I have, I have a different one, but my, I mean, my initial one, which is a classic is like, you know, fingers on a chalkboard. I think that, oh. that's awful. That's I think a, you're the first to actually say that. So this is a uh, original answer. For, oh, really? For, for this oh, okay, podcast. Cool. So, see, I was also, <clears throat> I was also going to say like, like the, like buzzing in general, just like buzzing in general. But like, I think of like, <laughs> what I th- I think of like a bug, like a an electric like bug trap or something mm. that's just like constant. Oh just like yeah, constant, like that staticky like, noise and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just like yeah, something yeah. like that. That's that definitely, is a that pain definitely in the ass. definitely a bit unnerving for sure. What uh, number seven is? What is your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I think they're all special in their own way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one that, one that I've, I've grown more appreciation for, especially since I now understand how it's actually, actually, you know, I think I have two and they're, and they're both, uh, 
and they're both British. I'm excited um, to hear the part that what I learned its actual purpose for part. So, what words yeah, are they? Yeah, or, I believe they're both. Yeah, they're both in from you know that neck of the woods. But, um, uh, twat. Which I thought, which, first which, one, which, <laughs> which, which, which I thought for the longest time was, was twat. Um, yeah, I thought so too. And, yeah. And, and a really, really quick story, but it's yeah, funny yeah. that Nat, that Natalie was on the show mm-hmm. uh, or on the podcast, uh, yesterday, um, uh, or whenever she airs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> But uh, she, uh, me and her, but right before the pandemic started, we saw uh, a, com- a Scottish comedian named Daniel Sloss, who we both really like. And he had a whole bit about how Americans typically say twat and how we're idiots <laughs> for thinking that it's twat <laughs> and not and, and that it's actually twat. So I, I, appreci- I appreciated the lesson. Um, I appreciated the lesson in um, – proper uh curse word pronunciation look at that um and then i will uh, now too <laughs> and then um uh the other one uh which i've i've heard a little more recently and i just think it's funny is wanker <laughs> <Wanka. laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah you have to say it with the with the accent <laughs> look at that two first on that one so um Go to number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Profession other than my own. Um, hmm. You know, it'd be really cool. Um, I, th- I feel like something to do with like something along the lines of like being involved outside. Mm-hmm. But the, fir- the first thing that came to mind, and I feel like a lot of these answers tonight are just like coming to mind. I, but that, but there's stuff that I've thought about, like probably yeah, somewhere yeah. within the deep, deep subconscious of my brain, is like some sort of like archaeologist or something. Oh, like, yeah, like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, maybe not as cool as I mean Indiana Jones is. Uh, um, you know, it can never <laughs> be as cool as as Indy, but um, I think. You but could, like, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the, your faith in me. Um, but like, yeah, like, you know, like trying to, like, I think it'd be super cool and like really interesting to like, look, try to, you know, discover and find like artifacts and fossils even, and, you know, you know, things from our history's past. Um, and restoring those things, I think, would be really awesome. Um, uh, I think so too. Sort of, sort of like a ground, a, a more grounded treasure hunter. Absolutely, <laughs> a sophisticated one. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. What profession would you not like to do? Um, hmm. I mean, this might sound sort of. Not, not not basic, but I I I I was never good at like math or uh, science in school. Mm-hmm. So like so like anything involved with like anything involved with numbers, like like a chemist of some kind or like an accountant, some sort of mathematician. I don't think I would have any fun doing, really, to be honest. 
<laughs> Good answer. And I, 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 I appreciate people who do that yeah, stuff. Shouts to, I, shouts to our mathematicians. Yeah, for real. Cause it's, you know, it's insanely necessary. I just have no talent for it at all. <laughs> and you use the talent in other ways. So um, my final question for you, Chris, is if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, that's a good question. Um. Yeah, that's like that's like super deep. I feel like. Oh yeah, that's why the, we ended off deep. <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel like I would want God to. You know, maybe you know, let me know that. Um, you know, maybe spare, you know, the specifics really, and maybe really just to get down to it, just like let me know, or hopefully let me know that, you know, I lived a happy life and that. I, I I would hope that I would hear something along the lines of that you you know you you really left it all there and that you you made at least a couple people you know a, a decent hopefully a decent amount of people like happy with you know the way that you chose to proceed living your life and um, and that you really you know, which is like a good that that I would hope to hear that I you know did my duty just being a stand up human being and you know that I treated people with you know kindness and respect and that um, I just really tried to spread good uh, general good I would say. Well, I think you're on your way for that, Chris. And that was an awesome answer, but we did it. We had an hour and a half of a great talk. I, like I said, I really enjoyed this entire time and I really hope you want to do this again. So is there anything else uh, you want to say before we uh, say goodbye? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I thank you so much for reaching out to me. Uh, this is, this is great. And I, it's not, it was, <clears throat> nice to catch up and, and it was just it's just you know the the topics and conversations just spilled out it's very it, it was very nice to just like you know talk about a lot of things that i think about a lot of the time <laughs> oh yeah that's you know? exactly that's how i know when it's a great podcast where it's just where it's effortless and i mean yeah if, if 20 minutes felt like it turned out being an hour what felt like 20 minutes turned out being an hour and a half so this was a great time chris and i i'd like i said i hope you, you want to do this again because you're exactly what a great guest does just great vibes great stories and a great time so thank you for it chris yeah, I would. Yeah, let me know. I am super down. Uh, For sure. And like I said, let me know when you're once you get some projects rolling. We'll definitely promote those bad boys. So yeah, actually, if I could before yeah. I go, um, I don't know where it's gonna be exactly yet, but I 
did, I got this, um, we're doing a fully recorded thing of this new eighties musical that these writers are no workshopping. And, uh, yes. I, I love I, 80s I, music. I start, <clears throat> like the synthesizers it's, it's, my shit, like yeah. here's wham, like those type of bands. Uh, uh, those are, those are always a slap to me. It's, yeah, it's going. funny. My, my character's name is Ram in this show. <laughs> no way. Um, but anyway, um, I don't really know where it's going to be or like I, cause it, it, it end up may just being like, uh, um, Oh, you know, a, a thing for these writers to use as sort of like a way to promote their work. But, uh, if it does, if it does end up anywhere, I will, you know, let you know. And that's just, oh, you know, one that's, thing. that's one, my shit. One, one thing that I've been up to recently, it's been fun. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Let me know when the, when that's announced and I'll let the listeners know and you can show how talented you are with that. So thank you for that, Chris. Cool. Couldn't thank you enough for coming on. You're the man. I can't wait to talk again. And just thank you for such a great podcast, my friend. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a great night, Chris. You too. That is the great Chris Bailey. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence, good vibes, and good stories. Great job, Chris. Don't forget to check out the Productive Conversations podcast, exclusive content on the Productive Conversations podcast website which is ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Check out all my blogs, all the great podcasts, all the great videos, and also other exclusive content regarding this podcast. Don't forget to check out our merchandise store. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Go check out the episode description and look at our exclusive links to all the incredible merchandise being sold with the Productive Conversations Podcast logo on it. Thanks to our friends at Zazzle. Whether it's amazing apparel, amazing office supplies, incredible stickers, uh, awesome drinkware, and a lot more. Thank you for all those who have supported already. Either go to the description page and check out the links to our merchandise store, thanks to Zazzle, or go to ProductiveConversations.com slash merchandise and go crazy with the amazing items we offer thanks to our friends at Zazzle. And take advantage of the promo codes we that Zazzle offers. For the rest of the month of February, go to the promo code at checkout and type in February shop and get 15% off all our exclusive merchandise items. The site often features lots of merchandise promo codes. So just go to Zazzle.com, type in Productive Conversations Podcast and check out all the exclusive promo code opportunities they have so you can get the amazing merchandise that we offer Thanks again to our friends at Zazzle. By the way, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that's so amazingly comfortable. I feel like I'm wearing a blanket. And again, I wasn't able to get this without our friends at Zazzle for making it possible. So check it out. Episode descriptions on YouTube and podcast platforms or go to ProductiveConversations.com slash merchandise and check out the links right there. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Go to it. Check us out on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Go to TikTok at Productive Conversations. Go to Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. And check me out at Matt Brown 300 on Instagram at Matt Brown 31 on, Inst- on Twitter. And again, check us out all over social media at Productive Conversations Podcast on Instagram at Productive Conversations on TikTok at Prod Convo Pod on Twitter. Next week is a good week. 
we're not only doing two shows, but we're doing three. This Monday, March 1st, we have one of the greatest podcasts of all time on this show. Dre Gibbons comes on the show. He gives us an amazing show to remember as we get real deep, have a lot of laughs, and we have a really great time. That's going to be on Monday. Then on Wednesday the 3rd, Chris Daly comes on the show as we talk about his life in Washington, D.C., talk about mob movies, and we talk about a lot of other deep issues regarding our country and our world. And this is going to be awesome because on Thursday, a week from today, March 4th, I have the two hosts from the Word for Word podcast, Dolo Ren, Bars, the two hosts of the Word for Word podcast are coming on my show, the Productive Conversations podcast. When we recorded, I could not remember such a time that I had such good vibes. And yeah, they give me a great appearance on the Productive Conversations podcast. And they give you, the audience, a great time and an enjoyable experience. So, big week ahead. Like I said, we're back on Monday with the incredible Dre Gibbons. You do not want to miss it. Starting off March strong. But I could not thank my guest enough, Chris Bailey, for an amazing appearance. And thank you for being you. Thank you, the audience, for tuning in every week and making this possible. This is episode 50, and we're going to keep growing, keep getting better, and we're going to keep growing the show. Thanks to the amazing audience that is you, the greatest listeners in the world, the listeners of the Productive Conversations podcast. I appreciate you and I love you. And with that, my name is Matt Brown. Have an amazing weekend. One day closer to the end of the pandemic. One day closer to warmer weather. And one day closer for you reaching your potential. I appreciate you all so much. I love you. And I will see you again this Monday. And thanks again to Daft Punk. We will miss you. And it's never over. Peace. All the bacon better. Do it faster. Makes us hunger. All the